Anybody watch Benny Hill when they were growing up? Holy shit. I remember growing up, Channel 50 in Detroit would roll reruns of the Benny Hill show. Tap the guy in the back of the head, the little fucker. Holy shit. Funny, funny, funny. If you ever want to see something very sad, though, watch a documentary that there is, exists of uh, this guy's life, Benny Hill. Very, very sad. His uh, off-camera moments. And he, uh, when Benny Hill, the British comedian, um, when times started to change, you know, he'd always be like uh, having these... uh, 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 skits and bits with like chicks wearing garter belts and stuff like that. And then he grabbed somebody's ass or something. <laughs> well, as times began to change, he was like the first cancellation, Benny Hill. And he was just mortified by that. He never got over it. I don't know whether uh, we, we got a high ADHD thing going today. I'll just tell you that right now. It is the 21st of July, 2021. This show comes to you from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Show Podcast begins now. Hey. Hey, this is Blue Stain Rob. Hey, this is Blue State Rob, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show Podcast, a show hosted by a liberal Republican whose ancestry dates back to the small country of Armenia it's a great and country. fueled by bouts of anxiety and adult attention hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. It's not the best, but still better than radio. Anyway, it is here's best. your host, Eric Zane. Thank you, Rob. Okay, that is uh, Jimmy Stinson from Portland, Maine, doing the music, too. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Next week. Friday, we leave for the trip. The Queen of the Forest and myself. First of all, I don't know why I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. That's a format of the show. Every day, talk about what's going on in the world. Talk about the stupid things going on in the world. Talk about my personal adventures. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, people like the personal adventures the best. I mean, it's always fun to, oh, yeah, what does Eric think about uh, uh, Fauci versus uh, uh, Rand Paul? Yeah, that's fine. But it's the personal adventures that uh, I've always uh, prided myself with. I just trailed off there, didn't I? Okay, so Friday, the Queen of the Forest and I jump in the motorhome. Class C. This isn't like a bus or anything like that. This is uh, th- this is like um, the type that has like the bed above where like you drive. the The design of a Class C motorhome hasn't really changed in like since the first one that came out. Everyone that rolls off of the assembly line somewhere in Indiana still looks like the very first one that ever rolled off of the assembly line. The only thing different they've done is is uh, uh, put these dumb decals on the sign that make them look gaudy as shit. Why, it's like, why do you do that? Why don't you just paint it black or something like that or white or I don't know. Whatever. 
And then we'll cruise for 50, at 55 miles an hour for however far as that will take us. Did that, make, did that sound right to you? For as far as that will take us on Friday. And then I'll get tired. And then I'm going to go to the GPS and say, find me a Walmart parking lot. I'll probably be somewhere in Kentucky or Indiana at that point. Find the Walmart, pull it over, turn on the generator, go to bed. Wake up Saturday, finish the drive to the Smoky Mountains. There we will be. And then Sunday, Sunday, that is the 1st of August. Zaniac meetup in Cookville, Tennessee. Because we're towing a car on a dolly, which I'll probably rip the bumper off of. And then we jump in the car, drive to Cookville, and hang out. So if you are in Tennessee, I don't know the name of the restaurant. Kenny knows. You all know we went to it last year, too. We're going to go to the same one, I think. I think Diana is actually arranging this with Kenny. I don't even know what the hell. Kenny's sending me texts saying, hey, man, this is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh, what? Uh, okay, sounds good to me. And then Diana says, yes, I'm, I'm in charge. I'm, I'm, I'm taking All right, fine. It sounds good to me. I don't care. But I guess uh, that through the rumor mill, that is Sunday, the 1st of August. So if you are in Tennessee or even remotely close, let us get together and break. Let us break bread together on our knee. That was, was a hymn when we went to mass back in the day. All right. I got to drink this coffee like I need it. Hang on. Don't move. I'm going to turn down the mic so you don't hear me slurp it. Shut up. Okay. It's still a bit warm. I'm going to finish that up in a second. Okay. So that's the plan. We're going to hang out. And you know, you guys are so kind. Uh, last year you bought me a guitar. And uh, I have been working very, very hard to learn guitar. It was right at about the time that I told the story that um, I had a guitar in my possession, but it didn't belong to me. So I gave it back to Greg and Chris. Okay. That was when I was all about trying to repair the relationship. And so uh, I gave them the guitar back. I gave them all of their audio back, their property, and, and tried to put that to bed. And then that kind of blew up in my face again. Um, so I said, fuck it. I'm, I don't even care anymore. I'm not interested in that in any way. But the Zaniacs in Tennessee said, well, you know what? Let's get him a guitar. It's a great idea. And it was. And, you know, I have meticulously since that, uh, it's over a year now. It's like 53 weeks since that meetup. I saw the Facebook memory. I have been studiously for hours a day learning guitar. Okay. And uh, I am about right now to whip that thing out and, um, bust out some amazing guitar playing for you. Okay, this is a surprise. Or I have not picked it up once to even attempt. Not even once. I don't think I have even strummed that once. That guitar. <laughs> and that is not uh, that I don't... It's not that I don't appreciate that. I wish I knew how to play the guitar. That is... To me, a um, 
you know how like some of you when i talk about like running or something like that or running a marathon or doing a triathlon you're like oh my god i could never dream of that that that's what guitar playing is to me i it i've started it and stopped it a million times it's not that i i uh i don't like it it's not that i i just uh i don't have a problem uh d- memorizing chords or anything like that i just I don't think that that type of concentration is set up for the the wandering brain that I have. Uh, Especially as I do this podcast more and more, you're like, God, this guy's mind is going a million miles an hour. Well, that it, it has to be it. You have to have a mind like this to be able to talk into this stupid thing for the amount of time that I do on a daily basis. If you have a mind that moves slowly and you stare out windows and you ponder like a cock, you will not have any ability to do this. It just won't work. You have to be, it has to fire fast. The brain has to work fast and has to shoot right out of your mouth. You blurt, 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 pick up the pieces later, fuck everything. That's how you do it. So that's what I excel at. But when I have to sit there and like, you know, with my uh, Mel Bay big note songbook, strummy, 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 and watch a YouTube video, try to play shuffle and see or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, God, I always lose interest. I, I have um, I have the guitar and I just haven't done a thing. with it. Hang on. I got to finish the coffee. Stand by. One more. Drink it if you got it. That is it. It's done. Normally, uh, I don't have anything to drink here. I finished all that beforehand because I don't want to be interrupted during the show like I just did. Today's a little different, though. Before I get into that, I need to remind you that I have Dear Meathead happening in 45 minutes with my Beloved 87-year-old father. Okay, if you have a question for dad, I need it. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I saw that um, Jason Schaefer, the one and only crank, sent one right away yesterday. Um, I made a Facebook post with his handsome face along with Joanne's beautiful face, Diana and myself, Diana's lovely face and my ugly face. And uh, I said, hey, if you got a question for Dad, send it along. You can leave it in the comments here of this post or uh, whatever. Let's see what we got here. The mo- One of these dogs just farted. That's bad. Tim writes, dear me, did I have a friend who, when he needs to go in for lab blood work, goes to one particular nurse who likes to emasculate him. He's referring to the blood Nazi. He's referring to me. He said he thinks this is a turn-on and now wants to have his wife do this to him as well. Do you find this normal? How about this one? Asshole Mike Ball writes, Dear Meathead, my buddy has a problem with uh, continuously fat-shaming people. He has no room to talk as he is a roly-poly mess himself. How do I talk to him about this? That is referring to... When I made the asshole of the day yesterday, fat people. Dear Meathead, my friend likes to write controversial headlines about local news articles just to get attention. (laughs) 
This tends to cause others to fight with him. We are worried that one of these angry individuals may actually attempt to fight him in the street. Should he stop writing such controversial headlines? I love my headlines. Oh, God, do they make me happy. I laughed out loud at the one yesterday. I love all my jokes. I, I tell you what, you know who's the biggest fan of me? Me. Uh, the headline, Sports Illustrated Changes Gears. Tennis player, former dude, Husky rapper, make cover. Those are, uh, okay, that headline right there is should have gotten more pub, in my opinion. Barely anybody even liked it. Barely anybody even commented on it. Uh, the one comment that I did see that stood out that I, apparently I did rub someone the wrong way on that headline. Cam Hill wrote, apparently when I was referring to Husky, well, I was referring to uh, Megan the Stallion as the Husky rapper. Cam did not like that. And he wrote, that Husky rapper makes your wife your wife look like a former man. So he's taking a run at the queen of the forest. What? What are you doing? So, and you know, the more that I looked at, um, the, uh, image of the, the lady that used to be the dude, something's off, you know? Right here. I something about it. It's uh kind of scrambling my brain here to some degree. I don't know why. I think that if they just announced that if if no one knew that this was um used to be a man, then maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it through the lens that I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? I would just say, oh, wow, look at her. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for all of this. All right. There's plenty to get to on the show today. I have uh, just a unbelievable uh, amount of things to talk about. Today was weird. Uh, the reason why I'm chugging the coffee uh, late into the show. Normally I have that done. It's because I woke up late today. And uh, the queen of the forest tapped me and she said, it's time to get up. Look at the time. And it was uh, like 7.10. Normally I'm up like 25 minutes earlier. I'm like, oh, shit. So, you know, uh, right away I go downstairs. And, and before I, I did that, uh, I woke up and I was having a dream. And this is two nights in a row now that I've had this dream. I am holding a baby. A very young baby. Like uh, the way a grandpa would hold a baby. And so, very strange. Very, very strange. And this coupled with the fact that Jacqueline and Justin are in this type of... Um, God, I don't know how it is like this. Um, I it, it wasn't like this for me. But it seems like you hear from time to time about people who like talk about getting married. And... Um, you know, so much that they're uh, picking the ring out together and uh, they're, they're, they're planning on when he is going to buy it and they're, they're, there's all sorts of planning going on. 
And to me, it's stupid. It takes the uh, spontaneity out of actually asking someone to marry you. And they're like, uh, they're... There actually was a discussion yesterday that, not yesterday, but the day before, I witnessed about um, inviting people to the wedding. And I'm like, what is going on here? You know, I understand you two uh, work well together. And uh, if you're having conversations about, you know, um, maybe you're the one, maybe you're the one, whatever. But I don't know. I'm kind of old school in the whole business of... uh, I mean, just shut up. I, 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 I've said this before to them. I was like, you know, you're really putting a lot of pressure on him with all these discussions. And, you you know, you guys, and I, I've referenced it. And they look at me like, ah, oh, yeah, shut up, old man. You know what the fuck you're talking about? And I'm like, well, where isn't doesn't have to, there have to be some bit of, uh, uh, it takes all the romance out of it. I mean, if you're going to ask someone to spend the rest of your life with you, uh, to me, all of the... Uh, you know, like some people make a huge deal about it and they've got photographers hiding in the weeds and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they make a, a grandiose thing and it's all, but, but, uh, the, the lady involved, she's, she's well aware that this is coming. Okay. Uh, that sucks. That is, and then she has to, okay. If you know, it's all coming. How is it that you're like, oh, oh my God, he asked me and I said yes. And then we have a big Kodak moment. I mean, you, you knew it was coming. So what? You know, I, I, necess- I wasn't necessarily the uh, 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 most grandiose way. Uh, when, when I asked uh, Diana to marry me, it wasn't a big deal at all. But she had no idea it was coming. None. And you know why? It's because we never discussed it. And I happened to be driving. I've t- talked about this before. I happened to be driving uh, down the road in uh, a little Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And there was a, a, a jeweler, a mom and pop jeweler. And I was at, this is when I made the decision. At the corner of Broadway and Mission. Right by the wayside. Headed south. Campus is behind me. I'm at that light. And, um. I was the first car in line, and I'll never forget it because I had this old Chevette. In order to get to the jeweler, I had to get into the gas and get over into the left of the two lanes going that direction and then get into the center turn. So I had to cut everybody off to get there. I quite literally on two wheels was like, I'm pulling in and I'm getting a ring. Fuck this. I'm not waiting one more second. I'm asking her to marry me today. It was in that brief 10-second window of time that I decided, I think I'm going to ask Diana to marry me, and I'm going to go buy a ring right now. That is amazing. Nobody does that. She had no idea what was happening. None. Now, some of you are probably, like, raising an eyebrow. Oh, man, that's that's not going to work out. Yeah, scoreboard. Scoreboard. 29 years, three days. Okay. 29 years, three days. Walking into that jeweler, I had $100 in my checking account. I used it all. A $100 engagement ring. I went home, put it underneath the pillow on the... We had a a waterbed. I'm laying there in the waterbed. I still had hamsters at the time that I would eventually murder. I'll never forget it whole place smelled like freaking hamsters and cedar and hamster piss. 
She walks in, got her stirrup pants, Coca-Cola sweatshirt, Karen haircut. Little Bob. Hey, how you doing, honey? Come on, let's take a nap in the waterbed. And it wasn't one of those waveless ones. It was actually like you get into it and it's like, whoa. She gets into the waterbed. She puts her hand under there. She feels something. She's like, what the hell is this? She pulls it out and I go, and I, I, didn't, I wasn't even on a knee. I was just laying there. I go, hey, will you marry me? Oh my God, I had no idea. You see, that's fucking golden. She had no clue. None. Ugh. So I'm, uh, I don't know, something about the whole big discussions about it. All that planning. To me, it takes the magic away from the scenario, does it not? I mean, seriously. Uh, all right. So maybe that has something to do with me having a dream about uh, having like a, a baby in my arm for the last two nights. Very strange. As I was preparing this show, uh, again, late, it was crazy because I woke up and after Diana got me up and I went downstairs, I was going to make an attempt to get the, uh, the things I do every single morning done. All right. Uh, and that is feed the dogs, which it takes a little while. Uh, with the four dogs, some of them don't like, you know, they're like finicky. You know, they're, they, some of these dogs, you give them the food, like Bruce. And from time to time, Benny put the food in front of them. They just look at you like, uh, you really, I'm not going to eat this. It's like, come on, man. So then you got to put like some wet food in there. And then you got to like spoon feed them. It's just, ugh. What should be... What should be a one-minute job? Throw the food in the bowl, eat, walk away. It turns into like this big production. So I'm already late. And then making this worse, when I walk into the kitchen to get that whole process started, there's the cat has puked in two spots. And you see the hairball in the shape of his stomach uh, coated in uh, this crazy uh, uh, pea soup colored uh, porridge on the outside of it. Oh, this big puddle. I almost step in. I'm like, oh, fuck. And the NFK, Diana's brother, uh, uh, Diana's brother, my brother-in-law is stomping around. I'm just waiting for him to step in it. And then he, that would be the end of the world if that happened. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I have to clean that up. And then I notice that the cat has also knocked over a vase. We have a vase at that center island full of flowers that I got Diana for our anniversary. It, it, it's sideways. All the water in it is everywhere. It's soaked the checkbook. It's a complete catastrophe. I'm like, oh, God, I, I, I got to take care of this. So I go upstairs. I go, hey, can you, because uh, she's going to get up anyway, because she has uh, physical therapy. I was like, hey, do you think maybe you can uh, help me feed the dogs because I'm behind and I got to clean up this mess. So it's, oh, my God. So while that all is going on, the NFK is up. Now, I witnessed something that I've talked about before that I just don't have the courage to, to ask him about because I don't want to embarrass him. You know, it's already, you know, I think I got to be careful. Um, and I, I, I've, I've detailed this with you before, but it's just, okay. I walk it back into the kitchen and I smell a, uh, Hungry man, Salisbury steak. The kitchen is filling with the with the smell of frozen hungry man, 
Salisbury steak and potatoes. And I'm like, boy, here it is, 7.30 in the morning, and I am smelling this. And uh, he has, uh, part of the ritual that he has is, you know, making the coffee, stomping around. And this is all a pattern. This is all something that has to happen every single day because of me describing to you uh, he has a routine. And if he doesn't, uh, if it doesn't go in the steps that it's supposed to go, he's like Rain Man, you know, hot water burn baby and shit like that. So, uh, and, and I say that, but Diana, my wife, who works with autistic children, Every day of the school year, she's the one who floated the idea that her brother, her 60-year-old brother, has autism. And I'm like, wait, what? And she goes, yeah, I, I, I think that there might be something there. He, I think he's on the spectrum. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? So I'm just waiting for him to start rocking back and forth and oh, five minutes to Wapner, fucking all that shit. He wants to ride around and sniff the roses with Charlie Babbitt. All right, enough fucking references. Idiot. I'm like, all right, here's the, hung- here's the hungry man. And I, I, I realize I've got an opportunity to see his mind work. Now, you need to know that that hungry man, Salisbury steak and potatoes, is not going to be eaten until lunchtime. And it's a frozen meal. So you know how they, they uh, set that up is you put the frozen meal in the microwave, you hit the button, and then when it comes out, you eat it. That is not correct. I watch him take it out. He's like, oh, shit, fuck. And it's hot on his fingers. He's like, oh, shit, ow. And uh, now this is what happens. He gets, uh, you know, that's like a, there's like a gravy in there and, and everything's And so it's uh, uh, some of the meal is going to get on his fingers. And this is uh, how it winds up on the handle of my refrigerator because he'll grab the fridge in a moment and smear all of that on the handle which will then dry and then I'll grab it and it, it I can feel it on there and it fucking knocks me out every time I'm like come on man and I don't know if that has to do with because uh, he can't he doesn't have any feeling in his hands he doesn't know it's there but I'm always like well no you're just not careful or you don't care look you have eyes you can see that there's a tablespoon of mashed potatoes on each fingertip. So, fucking, why does it always wind up on my fridge? So, I'm making my coffee. He pulls the plastic thingy off and proceeds to then take a spoon and uh, put all of the potatoes and the gravy and the Salisbury steak into a Tupperware dealio, uh, throw that thing away. Uh, put the cover on top of the Tupperware and put it in the fridge. And I am not sure. And I don't, I want to say, hey, why do you, what's up with the extra step? You know, those are set up to be just heated and then you eat them. Heat and eat. What's, uh, so I, I'm not sure. I don't know if he thinks that they're, that they're raw inside of there and they have, it still doesn't make sense because once it's the, the timer goes off in the microwave it, when it's done it's done so i i think honestly if i said hey uh question for you there sport uh and i i broke this down with him i think he would go oh yeah 
holy shit, I think it would be a revelation to him. And I don't know if I want to work up the energy to do that. But my God, just to see that all in action. Um, all right. Kate is calling it meal prepping. I like how Kate makes the comment on both YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Stuttering John's lackey, Cardiff Electric, is here, who, for someone, frankly, who showed up here just to attack me, he loves this show. He loves it so much, and it's all part of this, uh, whoever this person is, is uh, M.O. to... Um, to show up and just shit on the show but that that's fine knock yourself out and then i you know what happened yesterday i got a uh i got a butt hurt uh dm from cardiff electric because i revealed i've been talking to this this guy for quite some time and uh that, that whatever you're hearing from him or her is all an act so in the conversation uh cardiff electric reaches out to me and says why did you uh because i had shared with carl um, some of um, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, some of the interaction that Cardiff and Electric and I had had in our direct message. And this fucking twerp writes, why would you share a private DM? I definitely can't trust you. It's like, well, what? What are you, a girlfriend or something? And so I wrote, shut the fuck up. You're annoying. And this person wrote, I'm sorry. And I said, ah, that's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. You're, yeah. You're harmless. You can't hurt me anyway, so I'm not worried about that. I'm just glad you enjoy the show, which you clearly do. <laughs> then he says, no, I don't, referring to liking the show. No, I don't like it. And then Kenny says, and get the fuck out. No, Kenny, it's okay. Let him, let, let him be. You don't need to, you, don't, you, you, you leave him, leave him. I need all the people to populate this show, uh, you know, that all the, the more that I get, the better off I am. Uh, Cardiff writes, you are a wannabe Bubba the Love Sponge. Well, you know, look, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's an old thing to uh, compare one person to another. I don't know. Um, I've, uh, I, I don't, maybe by accident, because I've not really listened to that show. So I'm just me with a microphone, and that's pretty much all I need. If you want to compare me to anybody, you're, you're more than welcome to. I you know, if you want to compare me to somebody who at one time was successful, he was successful at one time. Uh, that's not all that bad. So thank you. Kenny says, this Cardiff fuck is just a troll and he's the worst kind because he's not even funny. No, I don't know. There's a couple of times that he's, he's actually made me laugh. Kenny says, I'm tired of seeing this clown comment. Well, hey, pot, meet kettle. So I don't know. Kyle says, uh-oh, does that mean Zane will let Hulk Hogan sleep with his wife? Because that actually happened. Um, let's see what Linda Hogan is up to these days. Boy, I don't know. Patriot Nix is Cardiff. When are you joining the Facebook group to make your transition to Zaniac complete? Yeah, Cardiff, if you play your cards right, this is what we can do. Uh, you know, you're in this probationary period where... Uh, you know, we'll just let all this slide. If you play your cards right, you can show up at my house for the next Zaniac, um, pre Zaniac appreciation party. 
that would be fun. Because I let everybody in to the Zaniac appreciation parties. I just um, I just finished the other Zaniac appreciation party, and boy, it was uh, absolutely fantastic. That was great. I, I, I still am entertaining the idea. I still want to do that. Um, going up north to Fear Bunker North, and... This, uh, th- we, we have limited space there, so this can't be an open party. So I would have to have a drawing, and that's what I will do. But I haven't yet set a date of when it's going to be and when the drawing is. But what you're looking at is uh, drawing names out to, be, to go up north if you want to camp. So if you like camping, you would put your name in the drawing, okay? And this would only... This would be open to Patreon members. I, I have to keep it that level of special. Okay? So, Patreon members who would want to participate. So, I'm not just going to, like, reach out, draw a name, and say, hey, guess what? And they go, oh, I don't even want to go, you know? So, I would publicize it. But I've, I've thought about this a little bit, and this is how I would do it. If, you're, if you were on Patreon, um, you would then say, hey, I want to be in the drawing. So let's say there's 30 people in the drawing and they can attend and, uh, and I will let you know the weekend ahead of time so that, okay, I'm going to do it on this date. Either you can or you cannot attend. All right, I want in the drawing. And then we draw the names and then uh, that's it. So I don't know how many I would limit it to, but obviously there would have to be, and you would have to have a tent, obviously. And because I don't, I mean, I, I have one tent. And then, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't have like a bunch of uh, uh, toys and ATVs and fun things to bring. If you have those, you can. There's plenty of places to uh, uh, trail ride if that's your thing. Like, for example, Jason Mays. He's got like those side-by-sides, which are amazing. I love those things so much. I don't have anything like that. In fact, when we get there, I'm probably going to like mow the lawn while you guys, uh, or mow the weeds, I should say, while you guys sit by the fire and drink. Okay. Uh, so, and then we can probably go canoeing. We can go canoeing on the Asable River. We can go to the lake. There's a beautiful lake called Lake Otsego. You can fish if you want. But outside of that, uh, having cookouts is the extent of the entertainment. All right. For a weekend. That would be the Fear Bunker North Zaniac get-together. I like that, uh, that idea. <sighs> All right. Kyle says, can we ask Todd if we can camp on his property? Oh, my God, Todd. Todd was the guy involved in that big dust-up oh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, bring your own supplies. Kate says. Jason says, is the UTV an automatic in? I don't know what UTV means. Is that a, is that you, is that your, is that your side by side? Is that what that is? A UTV? Terry says kayaks. Yeah. And you guys, and we can separate too. Hey, I'm going kayaking. I'm going to the beach. I'm doing this. This is great. Yeah, UTV is is what the side-by-side is. Those things look awesome. You know what also looks awesome is a boat. 
Hold on. Sam writes, can Jews go? Well, yeah. Of course. How's the baby? How's Leah? Yeah, we'll get you two Jews up there. You'll be the only ones in Crawford County. All right. Yesterday, I was with uh, my pal Dave Veldink, his lovely bride, Mary, for uh, a boat ride. And um, after being in this boat, I now want a boat. Damn it, is that fun. The idea of uh, getting in your boat and, uh, you know, cruising up to like Ludington or Pentwater, uh, spending the night there. And then cruising up to like Charlevoix, spending the night there. I would even go to Mackinac Island if I could boat there with my own boat. You know? And this is the type of boat that you can actually like sleep in. It is a, uh, I forgot the name of the boat. It's, no, it's a Sea Ray. Let's see here. Let me show you what this boat was. Uh, my buddy Dave, uh, let's see, boat stands for bring on another thousand. Nick, boat, holes in the water you throw money into. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, maybe it's uh, maybe it's not a great idea. Maybe it's just something to, like, dream about or, or, or go on his boat. This is the boat. This was the boat we were on right here. I think. A 2006 Sea Ray 320 Sundancer. Okay? Yeah. This is very similar to what we were on. And, uh, all right. So we get out there doing our thing. And um, with uh, at this setup, it's Dave, myself, and this dude named... Mike, all right? And um, then Dave's wife, Mary, my wife, Diana, uh, Mike's wife, Sue, and then uh, about five other women who either have no husbands with them or are divorced, okay? And uh, they d proceed to get shit-faced drunk. Okay, I don't know if Diana necessarily got shit-faced drunk. I don't think so, but they, sh it was, okay. This boat, the stereo on this boat was absolutely incredible. And uh, they listened to all the songs that 50-year-old uh, MILFs uh, listened to. You know, Any Way You Want It by Journey, uh, All Summer Long by Kid Rock, uh, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long, and they're all like, woo! Drink some white claws. Woo, yeah. And there was one moment um, when one mom, one MILF, uh, what what was it? Oh yeah. It was they were they were singing along to um that song by Neil Diamond where you go bum bum bum. What is it? Um uh, Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. And uh and and the one MILF. The, the line in the song where Neil Diamond says, touching hands, uh, touching hands, um, reaching out, uh, touching me, touching you. The MILF decides she is going to grab the tits of every single uh, uh, housewife, wife, MILF, divorcee, 
in their look. Because Dave, myself, and Mike are up top, and Dave's driving the boat, and uh, we're just trying not to pay attention to them. It's just an opportunity for these women to get shit-faced drunk and dance and wave at hot guys on other boats and shit like that. And so the part of the Neil Diamond song hits, and Sherry is grabbing titties. She's actually grabbing all the tits, and they're all going, oh, yeah, do it. Come on, finger me. Oh, shit, yeah. It was just hilarious. And so uh, they're, they're, they're laughing, having a nice little lesbian moment there. And, uh, and you know, because I, I've talked about this uh, many times in the past, all women are to some degree a, a little bit of a lesbian. There's just there's just a little bit of lesbian in all of them. And that's and that's what we love about women. You know, they they I mean, I would never if I'm sitting around a table with a bunch of my guy friends and that song comes on when the line that Neil Diamond says touching me, touching you, I would never grab cock or balls. I wouldn't even consider that. But that's what you do when you're a woman. So that's it. You know, uh, that was, you know, we, we just kind of, they are loving it. And they're actually, when the boat is not really getting into the gas, when Dave's not getting into the fuel and, uh, and we're, we're going slow, they are dancing their asses off and other people are looking at us and they're like, holy shit, they are, they are totally killing it. It was like a dance floor on this portion of the boat. And then we drive by this billionaire's house. First of all, we drove by uh, NFL quarterback Kirk Cousins' house. He's got a house right on the water. It's like a multi-million dollar mansion. But that was nothing because we drove right by, um, what the hell is his name again? David Van Andel and, um, what is his wife's name? Carol, Mr. and Mrs. Van Andel. And I should absolutely know that, that name because uh, Mr. Van Andel that's a guy I interviewed for the Purple Game not long ago, him and Mrs. Van Andel, and he's, he owns the hockey team that I do PA announcing for. So his house is right there, right where Lake, the channel from Lake Makatawa to Lake Michigan is. He's, he built this beautiful mansion, and holy shit, as we are approaching the mansion with all these women grabbing each other's titties and listening to All Summer Long, uh, this helicopter comes in from out of nowhere and it's dude, it's, it's the billionaire. And he puts it down right on the grass and he gets out like Marine one is like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Goes into his place, whatever. Oh my God. Because God forbid, if he gets in the car and just travels the, uh, 30 miles from, uh, uh where he, uh, Amway is to his house, he's got to take the freaking head, the chopper. Holy shit. So I, all the while, one up while I'm on this boat, I'm like, ah, man, you know, I don't know. Uh, and I think this this is how people get boats. They 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 go on someone else's boat and they're like, ah, boy, yeah. So uh, what's it cost to insure this thing? Ah, uh, okay. Uh, uh, what about the uh, what about the slip? You know, you gotta uh, put it in at the marina. You know, ah, really? Uh, okay. And then uh, the fuel, this thing, t- uh, the, it has two motors on it, and uh, each one takes 128 gallons. And I think this is the one that this is the this is the figure that keeps me from ever even considering it. So 128 gallons times two. So you want to go uh, take your boat up to uh, Mackinac Island, a place you hate, Eric? Uh, well, all right. First of all, why would you do that? So that's 256 gallons of gas. So you want to spend a week, take your boat. Do your thing with that much gas. Okay, let me do this again. 256 gallons of gas times 326 for a gallon of gas right here where I live. Okay, let's uh, do the old $834.56 fill-up. Well, 
That shoots that in the ass. My God. Wow. That's a lot of fuel. Kate says, uh, much better to uh, ride in someone else's boat. Yeah. I can appreciate that. And then uh, Terry says, add $1.50 per gallon at the marina. Is that right? Hold on a second here. 128 times 2 uh, times, okay, hold on a second. Three, 326 plus a buck 50. Shut up. 476 a gallon. 128 times 2 times $4.56 a gallon. Hey, yeah, let's see. Hold up. Uh, $1,167.36 gas fill-up. One to four miles per gallon on on average at 20 knots. (laughs) Holy shit, are you kidding me? Well, there you go. That shoots that in the ass. I'm not doing that. Um... Yeah, that makes the RV look like a fucking Prius. Wow. Oh. How is it that anybody has a boat? How can anybody afford such a luxury? I'm serious. You know, yeah, just had Jeff Bezos getting uh, sh- uh, shot off into space and, and that giant dick rocket, by the way. Yeah, I couldn't have looked more like a giant fucking dick. You, hey, I tell you what, if Amanda, uh, if Amanda's dildo company is smart, they'll make a dildo that looks just like Bezos' rocket right now. Oh, um, yeah, Jeff Bezos is like, fuck, man, yeah, we're, we're blasting off, but I'd never buy a boat. That's the one thing Jeff Bezos won't buy. Man. Yeah, I get, uh, you know, in some cases, nine miles per gallon uh, driving that E450 with a 10-cylinder motor getting me getting me uh, anywhere in the U.S. Holy shit. I've never heard of such a thing. I cannot believe the cost of owning a boat. You know that people who sell boats for a living, um, it's not like when you walk in the door, there's a sign that says, before you walk in, here's the cost of owning a boat. They want to make sure you find that out afterwards. Nick says, you got in trouble over pants. Don't be talking shit. He says, shot. Uh, shit about a man's helicopter. I, I didn't. Shut up. My God. But we did see some absolutely spectacular boats, and uh, this is how it went. We um, in, in Holland, Michigan, you've got the uh, you got Lake Makatawa, so you kind of buzz through that, and then you get in this no-wake zone. You go through this uh, secondary channel, which takes you out to Lake Michigan, and that's where... Uh, uh, David Van Andel and Carol Van Andel's house is a helicopter's landing. Then you get out onto the big lake. And so 
We then ha- head south to an area called Saugatuck. That's where Kirk Cousins' house is. And you see that, and we, we kind of go uh, past it, and then we go into the channel into the uh, uh, into Saugatuck and the Kalamazoo River area, and uh, we just see some spectacular boats. And then Dave says, yeah, the way back's going to be rough. I go, why? He goes, well, we got a, a wind pushing out of the north, and uh, we were it was at our backs on the way out here um so on the way back it's going to be it's going to be rough these are like five and a half six foot waves they're big waves man and lake michigan is a shit show it's like a washing machine man it is ridiculously turbulent and um so it's time to turn around and uh we got this dog in the back named uh, annie and i'm worried about the dog flying out the window and all these drunk divorcees and, and housewives and milfs are sitting there dancing and grabbing titties to sweet caroline and they're actually while dave the boat is up okay we're going over these big waves like in wolf of wall street you know and when, when uh when dude is there the, that crazy storm it was like unbelievable and Dave's hit, getting into the gas, and we're like, and then the one dude, uh, the one dude's wife, Mike's wife, he's like, yeah, she gets motion sickness. We're like, oh, great. So now she's going to start puking. So halfway through, we got we to gotta slow it down and go into a channel and, and let her kind of get over it, and then we would get back after it. And, man, I tell you what, it was just an outrageously turbulent ride back, and it was awesome. Had so much fun. Holy crap. It was, uh, it was spectacular. We, we did a lot. I cannot believe how expensive it is to own a damn boat. Jesus. All right. Look at this. Now, you got to understand. This Cardiff Electric idiot. Um, he, he listens to Stuttering John's show. Now, John has not yet gotten this down. He does not quite yet have it to be able to carry on a show for any amount of time. So you got to take this with a grain of salt. These criticisms come to us for some reason. With uh, th- This is proof positive that there is something for everybody in podcasting. Tower Marina in Saugatuck, $2,400 a slip for the season. Oh, my God. Patriot Nick says, Cardiff, you tuned in for this. It's not a show holding you hostage. Yeah, you did it. What are you doing here? You're just here to try to piss these nice people off. What? What? That's okay. It doesn't bother anybody here. Nobody cares. Well, hey, I need the I need the people populating the uh, stream. Uh, The multi-talented Richard Francisco is here. What up, buddy? Boat stands for breakout another thousand. Yes, that is true. Uh, Richard, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you, I, I see you because I, we need to plan another visit so that we can shoot a video uh, either of your art prize entry or of Charlie the dog. Charlie, the world's biggest German shepherd. Oh, my God. So let's plan that. Because I'm gone for um, the first week and a half of August. So we can either plan it uh, for after that, or or maybe something else, whatever you choose. Patriot Nick says it's awesome that Cardiff is here, and it's only bothering one person, and no one's mi- and no one minds because it's only bothering Kenny. Kenny's like all mad that you. Hey, babe, you gotta knock it out. 
You you can't say things on this live stream. You can only suck Eric's dick and kiss his ass. <laughs> if you say anything I don't like, you're gonna get yourself a go-go review. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about Kenny Cardiff. He's he's kind of like the comment police. There was one time in the show a long time ago when Kenny was. He was uh, so focused on what people were talking about, okay, uh, that people were having a conversation about something I was actually talking about, all right? And then I moved on to something else, and Kenny actually said, hold on, we got to stop. I want you to stop discussing what Eric was talking about. He has moved on. <laughs> so you must stop. And everybody told him to go fuck himself. It was incredible. It turned into a huge war. And then Kenny calls me up. He goes, hey, man. I was all over there. I was I was fixing their wagons, mate. <laughs> I go, what are, you, what, are, what are you talking about? Yeah, man. Well, you moved on to another topic. They were still talking about it, man. Like, yeah. So yeah, you know, uh I was I was corrected to making sure that they stop because I know you're upset, right? Uh No, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> oh well uh all right. I'll stay corrected that Kenny says wrong. Your memory is such a shit show. No, it's hundred percent right. Every 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 bit of that is true. Uh, thumbs up if you think that's accurate. Kenny's always the guy to say, no, man, wrong. You you left one sentence out of there that I did not, that I, that, that I did say. You're supposed to keep that in there. Uh, Kenny has been, okay, uh, Cardiff, you need to know this. Uh, these blustery words by Kenny... Everybody in the live stream has heard them. Every single person who is watching the live stream has been gotten into a horrible, horrible war with Kenny. An unbelievable war of words. He has, he, uh, on a regular, it's like, hey, man, who am I going to brawl with this week? <laughs> All right. He's going to brawl with me now. He even brawls with, like, the local mechanic. He got into a war with the local mechanic because the guy didn't, uh, I don't know, Kenny made up some story uh, about how this guy did, uh, did, didn't do him right, and so Kenny, like, had this huge, made this huge, in fact, this is going to be featured on the best of when I leave. He, he went and attacked the guy. And wrote a Google review, and I went and brought Kenny on to discuss it. He didn't even know I was going to discuss it. And then uh, I went and called the guy who he attacked and brought him in. And he explained his side of the story. And then everybody sided with the guy. And Kenny was so, man, that Facebook post is not, though I posted it on a place for everyone to see because that's what I wanted. I did not want you to discuss it on the podcast. That was a private matter that I posted publicly. <laughs> Dummy. 
Kyle says that mechanic was in the wrong. I'm on Kenny's side with a one-star review. Well, that means you're getting a 60-second timeout or a 300-second timeout. Take that. All right, I got to bring my dad in here for just uh, in just a bit for Dear Meathead. So get your questions in, eric at ericsangeshow.com. Get some merch at ericsangeshow.com. Click merch and shop away. The open of the show. Uh, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, 616-532-6600. I got a car there right now getting repaired. Uh, Madison's Accord is getting looked at. 616-532-6600 or Irvine's.com online. That's uh, E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. Thank you so much to them. If you are in West Michigan, you have a trusted place to get your vehicle repaired. It's Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. Hey, man, they got good Google reviews. I did. It's a good thing I'm not in West Michigan or I'd have to tell them what's up. <laughs> uh, if you love playing cornhole and you're playing on those garbage shitty boards that you get at like uh, Meyer, for God's sake, you might want to look into getting a real set of cornhole boards. Uh, these aren't cheap. When I say they're not cheap, I mean they're not cheaply built. Uh, yes, they do cost more than the garbage boards you're going to get at Meyer, but you get your day. You, you get what you pay for. Get a set of professionally made cornhole boards that professional cornhole players buy uh, for their tournaments. Cornholeamerica.com is a website. You can put whatever you want onto a set of customized cornhole boards, any design whatsoever. Thank you to Cornhole America online at cornholeamerica.com. For being part of the show. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people send me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three in one. Triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera. So you can see who's at your door. You're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. All right. Um, the live stream is brought to you by um, also Facebook Live. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Share it, like it. YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuss, Frank the Tank, and My Policy Shop Insurance. Subscribe to the channel, bell notification, thumbs up. 
And the YouTube, I should say the, um, God, what the hell is wrong with me? My Twitter video on Periscope, or Periscope video on Twitter, I don't know what I'm doing right now, is brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Retweet it with a snarky comment, please. Let's bring in Dad. He's brought to you by JM Synthetics, online at jmsynthetics.com. Hi, Dad. How are you? Okie dokie. How are you? Uh, well, I'm late, first of all. I don't know. You're right on the money for quarter my watch. Yeah, I, I was a little late, but it, it always, I'm trying, I'm trying to uh, uh, be on time, but I kind of got behind. I was telling stories again. You know how it is when I start talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my honey is sitting next to me, so we all set. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's always good. You guys got any plans this weekend, Dad? No. No? What's well, that? Norman might come over. I don't know. <laughs> that's a barrel of fun. <laughs> You're talking about my sweet brother, Norman. Yes, that's sweet brother of yours. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, in case people don't know, that is, of course, I have four brothers. Uh, uh, Norman is uh, when my dad was very, very young. Uh, uh, Norman came into the fold. That was before uh, uh, my dad met my mother. So that is that is cool. You know, the thing is about Norman is he tends to talk a lot, you know? Oh, my God. You're telling me? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's a he's a good talker. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he. Well, the thing is, it isn't so much that he because I talk a lot too. It's but the, you have to because of the, what you do. Well, I know, but with him, you know, sometimes it's the minutia, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than telling, I mean, uh, most people would just say, uh, "Yeah, I went to work." Uh, Norman would say, "Well, I opened the car door. I sat in the car." I, I turned the key. I stepped on the gas. I, I made a left turn. I scratched my head. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's him. That's his makeup. Yeah. So, I mean, but you, what I've noticed about you is whenever he gets to that point, um, I don't have the nerve to do this, but you very often just go, Norman, shut up. <laughs> I haven't done that lately because uh, somehow I haven't. I let him blabber, you know. Well, I mean, I don't. Uh, I I I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be too afraid of like hurting his feelings, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Most likely, that's uh, everybody's norm, you know. Hey, they like to be decent about it and keep listening, you know. But you know, if anybody can do it, it would be a dad. I mean, dads. Hey. <laughs> I, I mean, a dad can do that. And it's, and you've not only is it a dad, but when you're 87 years old, you kind of say whatever the hell you want to say. I think you've earned that. <laughs> no, I uh, I generally change the subject. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, he keeps you on your toes. Yeah, well, yeah. He's, he's right now into his uh, job. Uh, Tell him yeah. about the job. All right, that's good. So, all right. Dad, we got a, Dad, we got we were just having a discussion. Um I went on to a boat yesterday. I was on a friend's boat and it was a great boat, but then the I was talking about, "Hey man, I think I want a boat." And then it wasn't long before we got into a discussion with the audience about how expensive it is to own a boat. 
Um, yeah. With like fuel costs and things like that, and a lot of people say it's a money pit. Have you ever have you ever heard of that? I haven't heard of the money pit, but in my own mind, I know that it is a money pit. So, yeah. It, it is costly. Yeah, so, I mean, with the fuel and just a lot of other expenses that go along and with it. And then storage. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything about a boat seems unbelievably expensive. I was, uh, was Some of these people were saying that for a gallon of gas when you're dockside, it's like $4.50 a gallon for a gallon it of gas. It was five bucks. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I'm shocked anybody even owns a boat. I mean, you got to be super rich to own a boat, in my opinion. Well, it was, first of all, it's, I think a different uh, grade of gasoline that goes in there. That that's the one thing, and then then the price is high. You know. Yeah, and then, or in the Joanne, you go a long way in a gallon. So I don't. Well, know. actually, I heard the opposite. I heard that you get very poor gas mileage because of. Uh, yeah. But, well, you know Art, right? Nikki's husband? Yeah. He, he's got a huge boat. Okay, well, he's... Like wrong. a house inside of it. Yeah, well, he's cash-heavy, though. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's a uh, engineer with a uh, top uh, uh, cell phone. Oh, he company. makes big bucks. Oh, yeah. he's. I mean, he lives in California. You can't be uh, poor to live in California. There's no question. Absolutely Does, correct. Doesn't he have a house in Hawaii, too? Yes, he does. Oh, my God. The, the, the money on this guy. How about that? That's awesome. Yeah. But he's really smart. He he rents a place out throughout the year, except the time that he's going to be out uh, over there visiting himself, then there's no renters over there. I get it. He, uh, the, the part that he lives in, he doesn't rent it out. It's a different section of it. So he, he just makes a payment on that house by the renting uh, yeah. the, the place, you know. So it's like a, it's a, it's an investment property. Uh, definitely. That is great. I love that. I love hearing that. Yeah. But he's talking about, I think he was talking about uh, getting rid of it or something. At yeah. That point. So, Dad, I was just talking with some of my friends in the audience here that were thinking about having a drawing where I draw names out of a hat. And me okay. and a bunch of audience. What? Uh, well, what we would do is we whoever wins the drawing goes up with me to Grayling. Hey, that'd be cool. So we'd have a whole bunch of people in tents having a big party. Up that there. would be awesome. Yeah, can you imagine? Would you? Would you? They would love it if you showed up there to kind of lead the parade. <laughs> well, I don't know. I gotta. I gotta know that about a week in advance. And uh, see what Joanne thinks. Yeah, well, we would have. Um, we, I, I would give you plenty of notice, and you would have the best accommodations because you would sleep inside of uh, either the camper, or we'd set you up inside of the trailer, whatever you want. Well, I can go over to Liz's house, and that's only a mile and a half away from me, and spend a nice. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Well, well I, in fact, I, I think they even would like to go with us. One way or another, it's. Uh, it, I, I think. I think. I think this has to happen. So. Yeah. Okay, Dad. I got a uh, question here from Jason. He writes. Hi, Jason. He writes. I'm on a road tr- uh, a road trip with my family. He says between my wife, gasping at every decision I make, and the kids going bonkers in the back seat, my nerves and patience are frazzled, and near the end. Do you have any humor, uh, humorous, interesting stories of vacation or trips with Eric? 
or any of your other children. Thanks in advance. Please pray for me. Signed, Jason. Oh, wow. Uh, Jason, I just, uh, I really don't envy you for having that issue. Yeah, he uh, he, he wants to know if you've ever uh, had any really uh, memorable moments while traveling, Dad, with, with the kids. Well, the one memorable story is the fact that growing up north, I had a truck that would go on self-driving type of a thing. Sand. Huh. Yeah, you mean you like... You remember that? Yeah, like uh, sand. Well, I don't know. The, the top would open up. That was your van? Oh! That was a van that I had. Uh, I see, I see. Yeah. Well, it was... Uh, I, well, it's pretty similar to self-driving, really. You had to drive it. I know. No, I never had an uh, experience with that, but this is my experience in, re- in, in, in respect to that, that I stood on the seat and opened the top, and I'm standing up with my hand down on the steering wheel, and it's auto drive. Okay, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll explain this a little bit more in-depthly. You had a conversion van above you where you sat. You could uh, yes. had like a... Had like a, a a sunroof, and you took it um, out, so it was like uh, you were like a tank driver, and, absolutely, and standing actually on the driver's seat, uh, uh, with w- on cruise control, traveling oh. down the road with your hands on the wheel while stretching your hands out, and then your yeah, head, no problem, driving a full vehicle full of passengers like that, no doubt, yeah. no doubt, while drunk. And you were there, too. I was there. I remember seeing it. Oh, my God. I don't know what to tell about this. No, that's it's, a great memory. I think, I think that's, a, craziness, that's, that's exactly what, what he's looking for. That, that actually happened. And, and you were on your belly. There was a little door on the side of that vehicle, a little window. Yeah. And you stuck your head out of there. Yes. You remember that? Yes, I do remember that. For some reason, you and I like to travel with our heads out of the vehicle. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I love you just the same way, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. John writes, what's your favorite childhood memory, Meathead? Oh, my God. My favorite thing, I was... My God, I was like maybe 14, 15 years old, and I used to sing a lot. I love my voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. We lived in a place that, yes, yeah, a dirt road, there's a big bridge, because there's a river under it. My house is built next to that river. And then we go keep going, 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 and then go on top of a hill. And I would sing the song again. I had a tremendous voice as a, even a young kid. That was my favorite, favorite thing. I would bellow that song out. This is like midnight. And then the people were living in the area that I don't know what the hell they thought. Yeah, they thought you were a serial killer, Dad. I mean, I've... Oh, I don't know about that, but I, I think they were listening to that song. Yeah, I, I mean, if, I'm, not, I'm just going to tell you, if I'm sound asleep and at midnight I hear some weirdo kids singing... <laughs> Hey, that was it. And then there was two two guys. One guy was that was me, 
And another guy, uh, Ferry Dune, what's his name? Ferry Dune. Ferry Dune. He sounds like he's from Star Wars. I'm telling you, this was an awesome thing. And he was a singer, and I was a singer. Okay. And so, we harmonized that. So you and Ferry Dune would sit there and sing at midnight. Absolutely. Oh, and my mom would just simply, she couldn't get up there because it was uh, about a mile away. Right, right. I, I'm guessing there's some person in Iran uh, in like a uh, uh, mental institution saying, I can't get this singing out of my head. It was the most scary. <laughs> I'm telling this was, I got this memories. I got through the dumb things like that. Uh, yeah. But it was good. It, it, it never, never affected me. Yeah. I know we kept going up there and doing it. Yeah, that was a good, that's what you did for fun back then. Nowadays, people would never dream of doing that. They would just look at their phone. Back then, no, you, you we know. got half drunk and start going around in a car. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dad, how about this? Dear Meathead, my friend's daughter likes to touch uh, her dog's wiener. Is that gross? Yeah. I never heard of that. Yeah, that's oh what it, Yeah, he said it says here that his daughter likes his friend's daughter likes to touch the dog's wiener. What the How hell? How old is his daughter? Uh, I guess she's uh, like uh, 23 or 24. Oh, good grief. Oh my god. I thought it was a little kid. Yeah, I th- that is strange. I've never heard of such a thing. What a what a horrible question. She definitely needs a psychological uh, help. Yes, that is that sounds criminal to me. Or maybe she I don't know. She, is she married? Uh I I don't think so. Oh, uh, they better get that thing checked out. Yeah, I think I think she might be deranged. Uh, That's weird. How about this one? Dear Meathead, uh the magazine Sports Illustrated uh just put a woman on the cover for the swimsuit issue that used to be a man. What do you think about this? Oh boy! Men like women. Yeah, it's uh, it, it used to so be I a man. Men like women. It used to be a man, and then she did. Uh, she's she's transgendered. She went through uh, like all sorts of uh, uh, different procedures to make it so when you see her now, it's a woman, but used to be a man for the swimsuit edition. So she's got boobs and and no wiener or anything like that, Dad. What do you what do you what do you think about that? Well, I, there's not, there's no help for her. I tell you that right now, because what's done is done. It can't be undone. But uh, I don't know if that's her forte. Uh, I really have, I'm baffled. I don't have a clue. Yeah, that's uh, that's. It seems that's like totally strange. It seems like nowadays there is. Uh, you you hear more and more about this, Dad. Is uh, I mean, have, have you been following any of these stories about how uh, uh, women are becoming men and men are becoming women? Well, I've heard of off and on so something like that. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, I, I really don't like. Let's say if I had a son and became a daughter. Yeah. What the hell would I do with that? Yeah. What would you do, Dad? I mean, if you had a, if if I just if I showed up to you know for a barbecue and all of a sudden i'm a woman oh i mean how do you think you'd, you'd react to that dad well that that kind of would be the last time you'd visit me <laughs> oh God. no really i i just don't like that you're like you're out of here i don't want anything to do with you 
Oh. Okay, so uh, you would draw the line right there. Say, no way. You got to get out of here. If you're going to be a woman, you got to leave. You cannot have a barbecue. Not only that, check this out. You are my son. Yeah. You're a favorite son of mine, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you become a daughter. How would I deal with that? Yeah, that would be that would be definitely something you'd have to uh, uh, have a reckoning for. I mean that that's that seems really. Uh, I mean I can I I I don't know what I would do either, frankly. I guess nothing. I'm just telling you exactly how I feel now. This is not anything. No, this is this is not anything about this person. I mean, I'm sure they're human beings and all that, but ah. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I have no comments. Okay, so if Norman... Do, it'll be hurting some people's feelings. So if Norman comes, uh, uh, visits, and tells you a 15-hour story about how he uh, he no longer has a wiener, you're going to send him on his way? Uh, I don't think he'd even be coming here. <laughs> <laughs> and I make it, I make it known. Yeah. Well, you got to do what you got to do. I understand. Hey, I'm telling you what my feelings are. No, you know? no, I, that's what we signed up for. I don't I don't ever want to. Whenever you have an opinion, you notice I don't ever try to talk you out of it. I just want you to say what's on your mind. That's the point. You know? That's, that's my personality. Hey, I don't know what anybody else hey, would do. This is, this is how I feel. When, no matter how you feel, the only about the only person who I think has the right to actually call you out on anything is yeah, right. uh, is is uh <laughs> is is Joanne. Joanne's pretty much the only one. And so Yes. Yes. All right. Uh let's see here. What else do we have? Um dear meathead, my pal has a problem. He always tries to fat shame people. He's always telling fat people they got to lose weight. And then uh he has no room to talk as he's kind of fat himself. What do I say to my friend? You mean he just has nothing right or nothing nice to say about anybody? Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, this guy says that his buddy uh, makes fun of fat people, but the buddy is also fat himself. So, I mean, it would be like if I walked up to somebody and said, hey, you got a big nose. I mean, I, I mean I've got a big nose. So he's, well, he's saying he, mean, he doesn't like the fact that the guy – is no, making... you shouldn't hurt people's feelings that way. Uh, that definitely is not right. Because whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, it's their problem. And if I'm normal, I thank God the fact that I'm normal. But I do not ridicule them. Now, however, I do see some person that is overweight and so forth. I say, well, you know, I just wish that they would realize there's some medication or there's some remedy for their so they can lose some of that. There you weight. go. That's I think that that's what his friend is saying. I think his friend means means well, uh, but well, whatever it is you shouldn't ridicule him. Yeah, no. yeah, I agree. I mean, I I see some. Oh, oh, I have some overweight people that occasionally are around me. Yeah, and they're just overweight. I remember there know? was one time I. Uh, and, and, and you're the only one who can get away with this. Uh, it was, uh, it was a, several years ago. I walked into your living room, and I hadn't seen you in a while. And I said, hi, Dad. And, the, and you said, Eric, you are getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> that, 
Well, I didn't like the fat. I, I thought I said it. Maybe it'll uh, sink into you and yeah. you won't get fat. Well, that's what I love about you. You just, I mean, I don't have a problem with any of that. I, I, I love it when you do that. Eric, you are getting fat. And I was well, like, believe you me, I would be serious if I knew that that issue is a serious issue. Well, I would start working with you absolutely. to get you to lose it. I know you would. I, you know what? And I think after you said that, I was like, my God, uh, he said, you know, five words. And now I want to go run a marathon because my dad said I'm getting fat. So I think that that's good. Well, yeah, well, thanks. I think you just got to tell you. That's what you do. You just got to tell people what the, you know, tell them what's up. Hey, you're really fat. You better turn it around or you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, the intent is not to no. insult them or hurt them. Exactly. That is not the intent. The intent is to just say, you're fat. You're not going to live a long time if you don't lose the weight. So you better go lose the weight. That's it. I probably could use the word, you know, you're gaining weight or something. You're yeah. a little over. Uh, no, I, I don't baby the thought. No, the no, thought is there. I say it the way it is. No, yeah, I think you got to amp it up. I think you got to say, uh, hey, you're fat and you're disgusting. I think that's what you should say. I really do. I think that maybe I say it rough, roughly enough, he would realize that See, and he'll do something about I it. I knew you'd come around. I knew it. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> Well, what the hell? Yes. Okay. Well, Dad, Joanne, I love you guys very much. And uh, hey, you're breaking up. Yeah, the phone's getting all wonky. I have no idea what's going on. So, all right. Well, I love you, Dad, and I'll talk to you guys very soon, okay? All right. Love you, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, guys. Okay. Bye now. Okay, see ya. There you go. Another rib roaring edition of Deer Meathead. The phone got a little wonky there. I don't know what the hell was going on. You see what I did there? He's like, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't criticize them. Yeah. So anyway, Dad, uh, what do you think about just uh, looking somebody dead in the eye and saying, "Hey, you're fat and disgusting." Oh yeah, that's a good idea, guy. Oh my God. Uh, Melissa says so much of how he says things reminds me of my dad. So old school. LOL. Yeah. Uh, Kent says the quote, I didn't like the fat. LOL. Uh, Melissa, I know a person who was born a male, then decided to be a female, claiming he was going to get the surgery, but never did, then went back to being a male. Sometimes people just do it for attention. Maybe. Uh, Kate says BS, Eric. Well, hold the phone, miss. You know? Uh, he ended up coming around to my way of thinking. Uh, my intentions weren't to just look at somebody and say they're disgusting and uh, we should sh uh, uh, be mean to them. I want all these people to live long, productive, fruitful lives. And the fact of the matter is you cannot. There are no fat old people. It doesn't work out that way. You see somebody on a scooter, 52 years old, they look like they're 94. They got one foot in the grave. And then the next thing you know, we're having a funeral in a, and the body's in a very large casket. And shut up, Dean, with get him, Duchess. Uh, she's one million percent wrong, and you're just kissing her ass because you feel the same way I do, you fucking minger. Go stick your head in a vice to get it back to shape, idiot. 
My God. Talk about somebody who needed one of those head-shaping helmets when he was young. Oh, fuck. You ever see that kid? You know, the little kid, you know, their, their head, the, uh, the, the spots in between their skull before they calcify. They're called the fontanelles, all those soft spots. You know, their head looks like, uh, uh, well, like fucking Dean's. You got, I mean, holy shit. It's, it, what a horrible thing your mom and dad did by not putting your head into one of those helmets. Maybe they didn't have it then or something like that. Maybe your mom or dad was like, let's see how oddly shaped we can get this man's head. Ugh. Aram says, should people do the Mediterranean diet like you said you were going to do? Well, that is a great diet. Um, that is an, uh, would do the trick. No, I'm not on it right now. I would love to be on, on it right now. And all it takes is reading, for God's sake. Reading and preparing. I am, however, uh, focused a little bit more on the things I'm eating. It's not great, but it's better than it was. The sugar has vanished for the past several days, and I'm actually down a few pounds. Kate calls me a putz. What, the, what are you talking about? I'm on your team. I, I, I Look, for anybody who's overweight, there is no sense in someone walking up and like a coddling you like you're some kind of uh, a weak, feeble-minded moron. And that's an insult. It's an insult to you. Amanda knows what's fucking up here. Here you got this lady Who's like, Eric, just tell me straight up. What the fuck's going on here? Like, yeah, well, I mean, you know as well as I do what's, what's going on. You just need a little shove, okay? So I'm going to put some fuel in your tank and tell you to consume less, move more. Uh, burn more than you're putting into the tank. It's going to take a long time, okay? Uh, uh, mark off about two years on your calendar. That's the only way you can do this. It took a while to make you look so fucked up, it's going to take a while to get back. So uh, go be consistent. Like Kate here, who's kind of a crybaby. Uh, Kate walks every day. She, she knows exactly what it takes in order to lose the weight. She eats a little less, eats more sensibly, okay, and for every person that says, Eric, help me, help me do this. You know exactly what to do. Quit looking for a fucking handout that you got the world at your fingertips to be able to uh, uh, look up a billion and one ways to do this appropriately. Read. All it takes is read and effort and you can do this. All right. Yeah, shut up, Kate. Holy shit. I can't wait to see you and tell you how much I love you to your face. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, Amanda says, actually, I know exactly what to do. I just seem to self-sabotage. Well, let me tell you something, Amanda. You have spent the last 24 hours doing amazing things for your body. Don't stop doing that and be pissed. Do it angry. Do it angry. Just think about, Amanda, 
all of the sweet dick you will be able to get. You're still a young lady, okay? There is no reason why you can't go out there and get the best, biggest, blackest dick on the planet that is attached to a handsome man, okay? Uh, You need to look beyond your current expectation of having some crackhead on the streets of Grand Rapids who lives in a box chowing you down below. That expectation has to leave. You need to go and get, you know, some dude who looks like an underwear model. The biggest, blackest, most handsome D that could ever be needs to be inside of your body. And the only way you're going to be able to get that amazing BBC is by shedding the weight. There is no handsome black man who's going to want to put it to you but good if you don't turn this shit around. So get after it and work on it. Kenny, same. Kenny's, okay. Here's Kenny, because Kenny and Amanda's like, I don't even need a man. I got my dildos. That shit, fuck. All right, whatever. Uh, Kenny, though, you know, Kenny is in the spot right now where he's dating somebody. Well, he has seen somebody. That's all he said. I'm seeing a lady for the past week. Okay. Uh, and then, but, you know, I said to him, I go, Kenny, you got you to gotta shed this shit. And uh, Kenny says, I just had some frosted flakes. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Okay. Let me tell you something. You may be feeling good right now, but I want you to get after it, Kenny. You got to, okay, because one day, what if she wakes up and says, holy shit, man, look at this guy's tits. I'm out. All right. According to Kenny, she referred to me as her boyfriend last night. Okay. Just be careful, all right? And sell the stupid video games. By the way, Daisy over my shoulder for the win. Uh, all right, the uh, title of this podcast is uh, Fauci uh, v. Paul, a breakdown. These two went at it yesterday. Oh, it was incredible. I cannot wait to play that for you. It was really, really awesome. Occasionally, when you see a title like that, people then weigh in who I don't know if they're regulars on this show. Uh, this person says... Uh, uh, Carrie Mullis was correct about Fauci. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea. And by the way, if you want to know, just so that uh, there's, I, 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 I'm not one of these asshole people that puts out content that just plays the shit and then, uh, says, whoa, let you decide and then won't take a stand on it. I'm absolutely going to take a stand on it. Let me take a stand on it right now. Fauci, I am team Fauci. Team Fauci is the team I'm on. I am not Team Rand. Fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit, and he's a fucking liar. That's my opinion, and you should make it yours. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Yep, that's right. I said it. Fauci fucking rules. I love that guy. I'll let you decide, though. 
when you hear the uh, when you hear the footage. If you haven't heard it yet, these Fauci got his ass handed him the last two time or the last time these two met, and this time he's like, "Fuck that shit! I am not. I'm. I am not putting up with this shit. I am." So he goes after Rand Paul. Uh, yeah, this uh, this new person here, Patrick's. It says Patrick's time on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I, you, you, you can, you can say all you want about this. You you can say all you want about this, but I am team Fauci and nothing you say is going to make me change my mind. Terry says, I think they're both bought and paid for pieces of shit. You're half right. Rand Paul is Fauci is not. He's a saint. I love that guy. You should all listen to him when he says, go get the vaccine. If you're not, you're making a mistake. But I still love you all the same. And this is the dude that we want Amanda to get. Can you imagine this, Amanda? Old Barry here. Oh, my God. What would you do with yourself? Huh? What do you think of that? All right. Where am I here? All over the board again. I have the Patreon bonus podcast coming up. And I've just, uh, I got a great idea from Rick from TC Paintball, and I am immediately implementing it. Okay? If you sign up for Patreon, you are in the drawing for Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. I've uh, gone through a long list of people on Patreon who've played, but I want to make this for new Patreon members. So if in the last month you signed up for Patreon, you are in the drawing. Now, I'd love to say that there's 50 people a week signing up for Patreon, but it trickles in. It's not the biggest thing. It does. It serves me very well, but uh, as of right now, it, it, your, your chances of being a contestant on Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia are like one in five if you, if you, uh, you want to play. So, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Try me out for just five or ten bucks a month. This is like my probationary period. This is when you find out if you like it. If it sucks, cancel it. I encourage that. You cancel it, and then you get the rest of that month, okay? So you Because you paid for a month, but then that will keep it from, like, um, uh, resubscribing you to every single month. But if you like it, it's very easy to convert it to a yearly. And when you do that, I'll save you 10% on the cost because otherwise it's five bucks a month times 12. That's 60 bucks or 10 bucks a month times 12. It's 120. I'll save you 10%. The five bucks a month is all the audio, uh, all the new audio and all the archive. The 10 bucks a month is that plus all of the video, the video archive, the live streams and all of that stuff. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P.S. and Paul, A-T-R-E-O-N patreon.com slash Eric Zane sign up if you've signed up in the past thank you so much uh if you've signed up and canceled thank you so much please consider signing back up the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage check it out 231-332-6505 if you are anywhere in the USA sign up to uh well I should say reach out to possibly get a mortgage you can't do it if you're in Maine South Carolina Alaska and Hawaii but otherwise Reach out to Mario if you're thinking about a mortgage. You may have had a mortgage person you dealt with in the past. I'm not saying abandon ship. I'm saying just give Mario a chance to explain how he does his thing. And you might be like, I think I like him better. 
231-332-6505. Rick from TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. Looking for something fun to do this weekend? TC Paintball. Little League is tonight. How does that work? Well, you just show up. TC Paintball. Online at TCPaintballGR.com. Speaking of the Little League, okay? When it comes to the Little League, on Wednesdays, 8 to 12-year-olds only. It's just 25 bucks. So let's say your kid hangs out with uh, other kids that are about that age, like five, six of them. They each got 25 bucks from their parents. You drive. They're going to get on the Little League TC paintball field with the low-impact paintball guns. This is for, like, uh, newbies, newcomers, and little. I mean, because... And when you're an adult, you can kind of shrug that off. Ah, fuck. It's like a badge of honor when you, when you take one. Ah, you know, real little kids, we don't, want to, we don't want them to have a bad experience. So we give them the uh, uh, experience of playing paintball minus the little sting you get when you get hit with one. Okay? That, makes, that keeps them coming back. And especially if they're a kid who plays a little too many video games and doesn't get any movement, well, this is fun, and they're doing something outdoors with their pals. They're living a real-life video game. It's awesome. Check-in is at 5 today at TC Paintball. So do it now. Plan now. And if you want, go to tcpaintballgr.com, click on more info on the Little League thing, and it gives you all of the, uh, all the uh, lowdown. The 25 bucks includes all the rental gear, the gun, the mask, and 500 paintball shots. And don't forget about August 29th. Uh, we got a paintball event co- coming up. August 29th, paintball war number 15. The unnamed paintball war. If you want in, reach out, eric at ericsaintshow.com. For all of you that were planning the August 8th event, um, we had to move it. So if you're just finding out about that now, I apologize. But, uh, yes, August 8th, the next uh, paintball war has been moved to August 29th. So that would be Kevin Kuyper, Dale and his gang, the Schaefers, Adam, the Tarantula Farmer and his gang, Brian Post. That's Bleeding Heart Brian and Tyler K. And I need more of you, so if you want in, uh, RSVP, Eric at EricZaintShow.com. Okay. We're getting into the business of Fauci versus Paul, but I got to take a leak before we do that and get my water because I'm dying. Okay? So we're going to kill this coming up here. I see some of you folks are just chomping at the bit. This uh, Patrick's time. Well, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. What's up, Frank Fuss? Fuss is definitely not Team Fauci, which remind me to smack him right in the nose over that one. What are you doing? Oh, come on, Fuss. I love you so much. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, We're going to get into these two beating the shit out of each other in just a second. So that's going to be great. And I still got to talk about Fuss, who finally got his, uh, he he turned, let's see, buyinsurancehere.com. That's his site. All right. We'll get into that a little bit coming up. Uh, But I got to go pee. I must go pee. So stand by. I'll be right back with you in just a second. Okay? All right. Sorry. Took a little longer than I thought. 
<clears throat> All right. This room smells like dog. Ugh. You ever walk out of a room, and then you walk back in, and it's like, ah, oh, God. It's just horrible. Every, whenever I walk into somebody's house, it smells like dog. I'm like, ah, oh, God, Jesus. And then I'm like, shit, there's no way your house does not smell like that. You kind of get, like, nose blind, you know? Okay. Here's what's up. Fauci, Rand Paul. Round two. Let's check it out. This captivated a lot of people yesterday. Fauci not about to lay down in this one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? At a poll, I have never lost. Hold on. Let's look here. What is gain-of-function research? Some of you don't know that. Hell, I don't even know that. What does that mean? Hold on a second. There's another one that says in simple terms. Okay. What is gain-of-function research in simple terms? Involves experimentation that aims or is expected to and or perhaps actually does increase the transmissibility and or virulence of pathogens. Such research, when conducted by responsible scientists, usually aims to improve the understanding of disease-causing agents, their interaction with human hosts, and or their potential to cause pandemics. Essentially, uh, Paul is suggesting that everybody's death is Fauci's fault. The ultimate objective of such research is to better inform public health and preparedness efforts and or development of medical countermeasures, whether he intended to or not. And so uh, that has been the, the, you know, was Fauci doing that? Uh, uh, Did he lie about that? And Paul is suggesting uh, you know, you uh, you lied. You know, you see, in, in occasionally you see someone has a sign that says, Fauci lied, people died. That's what we're talking about here. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? At a poll, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement this paper that you were referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. 
They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain-of-function? It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come from the lab, but all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. Hold on a second. Let's listen to that again. Because there's a lot of interrupting, so it's hard to follow. So Fauci is trying to get very specific here in explaining what exactly he did. The point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did come from the lab, but all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. See, that's what pisses me off. Would you fucking shut up and let him finish? Let him finish his thought. It. That's how this shit gets muddied up all the time, is nobody actually breathes. With Rand Paul talking when Fauci's trying to explain himself, which is the point of this whole meeting, you're not listening to what he's saying. Let him fucking finish. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly those virus caused the pandemic. What we're That's exactly what you just said. You just said he is responsible for four million deaths, and then thirty seconds later you're saying no one's saying that. No one's saying that. See, this is my problem with this. It's that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those- you just said that, Paul. Virus caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That is you can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. Senator you are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result. They are. He never, ever lets him finish right when he's getting ready to do the payoff. Okay? This is the equivalent of Fauci beating his meat, and he's, ju- he's getting ready to jizz. Okay? He's right there, and then Paul comes in and goes, Hold on a second! Stop! Every time he's right ready to make that point, Rand fucking Paul opens his stupid fucking hillbilly Kentucky butt-fucking, tobacco-chewing, fucking moonshine-drinking mouth. Fuck you! And that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. 
those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Yes, you are saying that. You just said he killed four million people. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were They're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you admit the truth. And you implying... Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individuals. Yes. I totally resent that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. It couldn't have been. So all of that shit you just heard is enough to rile everybody up and say, see, see, I, you know, fucking listen, son of a bitch. Oh my God. Uh, Game, set, match, in my opinion, Fauci. In my opinion, uh, that's exactly it. His whole business, starting that with, uh, with, that, with that grand... Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, oh, do you yeah. wish to retract your statement of May 11th no. where you claimed that the NIH never funded... And he then takes meticulous time trying to explain, no, I don't retract it, and here's why. This could have been done in like 35 seconds. Instead, it's just Rand Paul sitting there badgering him, antagonizing him, being the asshole that he is. Fuck that. Oh, my God. This is why, okay? This is why we will be wearing masks for a long time. It's moments like this we can look back on and say, "Get hey, put it on. Everybody. Put your masks on. That's that's what's going to happen. Hey, I can't figure out why the pandemic won't leave. You, every time you turn on Freebird and Owlwings, they're going to be wearing their masks before you know it. And it's going to sound like this. Hey, yeah, he does. Uh, if I, if the, the next time I do karaoke, I'm going to be singing through a mask. It's going to sound like shit because Rand fucking Paul. Fuck me. Shit! Oh my God, did that piss me off? Oh, fuck this! I haven't worn, I haven't worn a mask in this. I don't think I ever walked around wearing a mask in the house. Have you ever done? Have you anybody ever done that? Worn a mask inside of the house? You ever have a mask on while you're driving alone in the car? Oh, come on! My God. Um. People are making such a big deal about that when there's really nothing there. It's simply just, uh, excuse me, Fauci defending himself for extended time with numerous interruptions. And I, I, I think he did everything he needed to do to explain himself. I think, and I think he did a great job. Okay, that's it. That's all I got on that. I got nothing more. And I, uh, when it comes to topics like this, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll get into them. And I'll say exactly how I feel, but I, um, when it comes to, I, I could go down a rabbit hole on the comments. Like I haven't, like if I clicked over right now and saw, oh my God, it's going to be on fire. Ooh, yeah, we got, oh God. It is an absolute war now. Incredible. See, uh, when I, I, I give my point of view on this, this is why this is always nutty. Uh, 
this person who's new, well, I mean, that's not fair. It is relevant. He says, my opinion is irrelevant. Well, how would you like it if everybody looked at you and said your opinion was irrelevant? We all have opinions. Uh, You know, it just happens that mine is heard by more people than yours. Well, no, yours is just heard too. So I'm not going to sit there and say your opinion is irrelevant. Uh, I will say that in my opinion... Uh, he uh, he had a better uh, a, a, a better showing in this, you know. Terry says, "All right, enough about Fauci. Let's talk about shish kebabs and dry dog shit carpet stains." All right. <sighs> I felt good. All right. Did you hear about, um, uh, it wasn't long ago, I watched a uh, documentary called White Boy. Not the film um, that Matthew McConaughey was in called White Boy Rick. This was a Netflix docuseries called White Boy about, um, what the hell is it? Uh, uh, Rick, Rick Wershing. He is the guy who became known as White Boy Rick. And, I mean, I grew up, He's just a little bit older than me, a couple of years, the exact same time as uh, as him in the same part of Michigan, in the metro Detroit area, okay? And um, when I was there listening to rap music, so was he, but he was actually living the lifestyle of uh, a gangster rapper because he was selling drugs, all right, with uh, notorious drug gangs in Detroit. And... He became an FBI and a state police informant. And at 14 years old, he did. How? How do you do that? Well, his dad, which Matthew McConaughey played the part of his dad, um, was selling illegal goods to various gangs, like weapons and things like that. His dad would get his hands on silencers and particular bits of weaponry and would then peddle them off to various um, people that shouldn't have them. And the dad uh, became a, um, a informant. Well, the informants or the cops would come over or the federal uh, um, FBI would come over to uh, Wershing's dad's house and uh, he would be talking to him about various things to try to, he was a stool pigeon basically. And then the dad would say, Hey, uh, they, they would ask a question about a particular uh, drug Lord and the dad would have no idea. And he would uh, turn to his son who knew everything there was to know about the neighborhood and would ask him questions, and then the kid would chime in. That was, that was Rick. And so uh, the, inf- the informants started to get an idea that Rick knew a hell of a lot of information about these, de- about these Metro Detroit drug gangs. And so um, they contacted 14-year-old Rick Wershing, and they had a meeting, and the dad didn't know about it. So imagine if your kid gets approached by federal authorities and is being asked to um, rat out and be an informant, like wearing a wire, giving them information. And so they, they start giving this kid money, a lot of money, to be an informant at age 14. Well, 
all of that interacting with these uh, drug gangs in the neighborhood, and he's he's getting a uh, wealth of information about how to uh, how to deal drugs, how to peddle drugs, and then there comes a point in time when the feds made some big arrests in Detroit, and uh, I mean a lot of people went down. Well, it was all because of the kid and his information, but nobody had any idea that it was him. There was one moment in time when they thought that he was, that the bad guys thought he was an informant, and, and, they, and somebody shot him, okay? And he's very young. He's a teenager at the time, and uh, he survived. Well, it turns out that he didn't rat. He didn't, um, he didn't crack. They, they shot him. He lived, and then uh, the Fed said, who shot you? Uh, the cops said, who shot you? He didn't say shit, and he knew, he knew who shot him. And uh, so then that what that did was that gave him more credibility. He's 14 years old. He didn't he didn't say I mean, I know if it were me and I got shot, I'd say, oh, my God, you won't believe it. It was this guy. He didn't say who shot him. He didn't he didn't do anything. He just kept his mouth shut. He didn't tip off that he was an informant. He didn't say anything to the cops about who shot him. All this shit It was crazy. So that gave him credibility with the gangs, with these drug gangs. And they they did not suspect him anymore. He, He fixed it because he took the bullet and didn't say anything so he continues to be an informant uh that's all part of the story they make those arrests once they make the arrests the feds uh don't they like ghost him and so he's like well what do i do now i mean and and uh he didn't have any he was like lost so he decided to start dealing drugs and so he ended up uh getting and then um there was a lot there was a lot more to this because you had um the mayor of Detroit, Coleman Young, his niece was um, in a relationship, was married to one of the guys who got arrested, one of the uh, drug dealers, okay? And so that's a bad look. And uh, Rick Wershey, white boy Rick, knew that there was um, an order from the mayor to leave uh, certain people alone and give them immunity because of they were they 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 knew his niece. So there's all sorts of shit that's weird about this. Also, the uh, guy who was in charge of homicide and he eventually became the chief of police, Gil Hill from Beverly Hills Cop fame. Remember that movie Beverly Hills Cop? There was a uh, Foley Foley. You know the uh, the guy who ran the uh, uh, it was Axel Foley's boss, Eddie Murphy's character. Uh, that's that's really him. The guy who played the police chief in the film was also the real guy, Gil Hill. He was dirty as shit. They're all crooked. So white boy Rick knew about all the crooked cops. He knew about everything. This is, I'm, I'm really glossing over the story. Well, anyway, he gets busted for dealing drugs. And um, he spends uh, like decades in prison, like 30 years in prison. And he was just released in 2020, finally. Okay. And... It is so frustrating. It is like making a murderer level of frustration when you witness what happened to him. It's that type of interest level. I couldn't wait to watch the next episode of White Boy, the documentary on Netflix. Okay, so now he's out. And um, in fact, I was just talking with Charity Scam Mike, my brother-in-law Mike, and he he runs into White Boy Rick from time to time now, because um, he kind of hangs out in the same area. They they cross paths frequently at various bars and stuff like that, hanging out, you know. And he's become like an advocate for, oh God, uh, White Boy has become. Uh, he doesn't like to be called White Boy. Rick Worsh, he likes to. He's an advocate now for uh, 
I don't know, a, a prison reform or some shit like that. And now there is this. Check it out. Today in Detroit, we heard from Richard Wershey. You may have known him better as White Boy Rick. He is suing authorities now, accusing them of child abuse. Wershey worked undercover for the FBI and Detroit police starting as a child at the age of 14. He spent over 30 years in prison after a drug trafficking arrest at the age of 17. It made him Michigan's longest-serving nonviolent juvenile offender. Wershey, now 52, is suing authorities looking for some $100 million in damages. Wow. The lawsuit claims that Wershey was coerced into assisting police while he was an unsuspecting teen. I lost 33 years of my life. My father's not here. Uh, a lot of my family members aren't here. I didn't get to see my kids grow up. And I guess the best statement after being in a cage for almost 33 years is I saw the world evolve, but I didn't get to play any part in it. Wershey earned parole in 2017. He was turned over to U.S. Marshals and transferred to Florida to serve time for a crime that he committed while behind bars in Michigan. He was made a free man in July of 2020. Yeah, that was, uh, that was part of it. When he was um, in prison, his family was struggling for money, and he knowingly was involved in uh, from behind uh, prison walls this crazy-ass Florida car theft ring where uh, uh, people would steal the cars and then they would transport them to various people who would then sell the cars, okay? And I guess, if I'm understanding correctly, I think, like, he would uh, have his family members purchase the cars or some shit like that from the thieves, and then they would, in turn, sell them for quite a bit more than what they paid for them. And I'm not... Pause. I'm probably getting some of this wrong, but he was one million percent guilty of this. So he gets out of prison and has to go directly to prison. So that didn't really help his. Uh, <laughs> that didn't really help his uh, his cause of having learned anything. So I and, and he admits that. Yeah, I. I. You just got to see this. It's really crazy. I mean, can you imagine if your 14 year old was a police and an FBI informant, and you had no idea of it. My God. Uh, I guess Matthew McConaughey, in making the film, which I haven't even seen the uh, uh, drama, the actual uh, film. I've only seen the documentary. Um, he got to know White Boy Rick when he was in prison up north. and uh, was Because a lot of these actors, they'll get together and like interview their subject, who, who they're... Uh, um, you know, just to kind of get their story and things like that. Even though McConaughey didn't play Rick, there was some young guy who played Rick. Um, just an incredible, incredible story. It did, and uh, and now suing for one hundred million dollars. I don't know if we get that. If anything, God knows. I mean, trying to uh, sue the penal system that that is that sometimes that can be a futile uh, a futile effort for sure. But I thought it was pretty interesting that he is actually suing. All right, there you go. That's it. That's that on White Boy Rick. Uh, more coming up. I do want to get into, um, you remember the wildfires that have, uh, well, they've been raging for quite some time over the years, and there's uh, a lot of talk about how they get started. But uh, I'll tell you how one of those fires got started. It was by stupidity. And now people have to face the music. We'll talk about that in just a second. Meanwhile, uh, Frank the Tank Fuss. 
from my policy shop insurance, my latest sponsor. What I, now he, he does many, many things and does them very well in terms of like uh, buying insurance for you on the marketplace. But I, what, what I want to focus on right now for this week is this. If you or anybody you know in the next six months is turning 65 years old, you may have to uh, utilize the Medicare system. For some of you, that's daunting. Well, I think for anybody that would be daunting because you're just like, well, what do I do? And then you're just going to be forced to have to do it on your own. That is not the way to do it. There's plenty of things that you can screw up if you do this on your own. Wouldn't it be nice if there was somebody who could do everything for you and all you have to do is say, yep, sounds good. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Count me in. Click. That's it. And what if that cost you nothing? Not a thing. Zero cost. You don't pay for that. I love this so much that when I... Okay, this is what happened with me. Because I'm sitting here buying my insurance in the marketplace. Not exactly the same thing as Medicare, but Frank does all that too. Uh, This is how it went for me. Having Frank as my guy, as my insurance broker, insurance agent. I found out about Frank. I reached out to him. I go, so, uh, hey, what do you do? And he explains to me all he does in terms of me because I have to buy my insurance in the marketplace. And he goes, yeah, well, uh, I take care of everything. I go, okay, what's the catch? That's my number one question. That's what anybody would ask. There's no catch. There's absolutely no catch. I've improved our family's health care situation so much because of Frank. I used to have this shitty-ass uh, uh, bronze policy uh poverty insurance oh my god and uh you know it was terrible and he's like well so yeah i I don't want to judge you but this insurance sucks balls uh let me look at this and then we'll 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 move this over here and we'll do this and we'll do this next thing i know i've got a uh a policy that's a million times better and um uh, more coverage less cost less deductible uh it's just absolutely fantastic and i got that all through frank the tank at my policy i'm sorry my policy shop insurance and he doesn't get paid by me he gets paid by the insurance companies so if you have anybody that is getting ready to turn 65 years old in the next six months or if that's you reach out to frank now he has a website and it is uh, buyinsurancehere.com. All right? You go to buyinsurancehere.com, fill out the form, and you're good to go. In fact, I got to see something. Because <clears throat> the website was a little wonky the other day for some reason. And uh, I might have uh, something going on on my end here that's making it so I can't see it. Buyinsurancehere.com. There it is. And then uh, what that does is it takes you to uh, Frank's page. It says, please complete the below form, and Frank will contact you as soon as possible. So, you know, name, email, your phone number, type of insurance needed, and, uh, you know, whatever it may be, Medicare is what we're talking about now. And then, you know, a little bit more information. Tell me about your situation. You write that all in there. This is all good for Frank. He's gathering up the information, and then you hit submit. 
and then he sees it, and then your phone rings. It's awesome. Uh, buyinsurancehere.com through Frank. Now, not everybody's going to need this right now, but you know what? He says to me, he goes, you know, even people that have workplace insurance through their employer, you know, like every year you got to sit to that stupid, boring meeting. They give you a, a big uh, a manual the size of a, a, a Chilton's auto care thing. It says, yeah, this is new. You got to read all this. You're like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Frank can help you about what to choose. Your insurance needs are constantly changing. You can't just go, oh, I'll take the same as next year. Eh. It's not that simple, okay? There's, there's, you, you got to do your diligence. Make Frank do it. Make the, he, he's a glutton for punishment. I don't know why he finds this so great. Most people like having fun, you know, going on a boat or maybe, I don't know, uh, partying with their friends, go camping, fishing. Frank is a nerd. Sits there like, I have to look at this policy. I, I don't know why he does it, but he's, he's, he's a freak. Okay, and he works incredibly long hours. Call upon Frank the Tank Fuss. Buyinsurancehere.com. And I know he's all butthurt because of uh, I, what I was talking about with Fauci. But that's the beauty of my show. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about what I think. Okay? I throw it out there, and the second it leaves my mouth, it's your fucking problem. For all of you. So just be on notice. If anybody looks me in the eye and says, I didn't like what you said. It's like, well, you're a stupid pussy. Shut up. My God. You believe what you believe, and I believe what I believe. You want to tell the world? You start a podcast. My God. Yeah, here's Frank. Look at this. I I love insurance. Who the fuck says I love insurance? God. Frank, here you go. Hi, Eric. Yeah, hey. Plus, they get free coffee. Yes. And Alan at Blue Frost IT referred you. Yes, he did. He did do that. You got it down. Nathan says, LOL, poverty insurance. Okay. Kate says, you're stupid and fat. Like something. When did I say that? Did I say that today? You're you're stupid and fat. (laughs) When you write the things I say, it makes me laugh. Um, local asshole Joey Williamson writes, you started a podca- uh, podcast because you can't get a job anywhere else, LOL. You know, that hurts. That hurts. It's true, though. I can't. That's why I do this. <sighs> Let's talk a little comedy. Uh, if you're planning on doing something, the next comedy show, I got to show you this. This is remarkable. As you know, Big Dick Donnie Veltman started the Back Alley Comedy Club. He started it in Muskegon, Michigan, at Sherman Bowling Center. 
Uh, he's a big he's a big time bowler. He loves comedy and he loves bowling. And then he bought a bowling alley. Now it's not big. It's in Howard City, Michigan, Howard City Lanes. Now this is a really old building that's haunted. So now he's got a bowling alley and a comedy club. He runs the comedy club at Sherman Bowling Center. He does not own Sherman Bowling Center in Muskegon. He's got the comedy club, which is right next to it. It's part of it. And then he starts doing comedy when he brings an act into the Sherman Bowling Center. He then uh, brings him up to Howard City. And then people, the comics would perform in front of, you know, the mouth-breathing locals that would hang out at a place like Howard City Lanes. All right? So they sit there and, 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 and laugh. They eat the uh, fried food. They might bowl a few frames, see a ghost in Howard City. Off you go. Then Don teams up with the folks at Rockford Lanes in Rockford, Michigan. Uh, Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming. The Park Theater in Holland. Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. And the Listening Room, part of Celebration Cinema, Studio C, downtown Grand Rapids. To have Back Alley Comedy Club there. So he's branching out with his comedy. As soon as that happens, uh, the booker who books the shows for him, uh, what do they call it again? Uh, funny Business said, sorry, we can't help you anymore. Uh, we're, we're pulling the rug out from under you. and Because comedy is very territorial. And they also, Funny Business, caters to uh, Dr. Grins which is the long-standing comedy club in Grand Rapids. But, I mean, that's bullshit, you know? I mean, you can do both. So that, that hurt Don, and uh, then he decided to start booking on his own and not utilizing funny business. Okay, fast forward to right now. If you go to the Dr. Grin's website, all right, you see right here, temporarily closed they are not doing anything at Dr. Grin's right now. Holy shit. Shows. None. They don't have anything going on. So this is great for Don. Because Don is actively booking shows. In fact, right now, if you take a look at this. Comedy. Coming up with Big Dick Donnie. Uh, hold on a second. I got the wrong screen here. Jesus. Come on, man. Wake up. What are you doing? Too many buttons to push. He's in the process of changing the name of Back Alley Comedy Club to Full House Comedy because when it was just a bowling alley, it made sense. But now he's branching out to all these different venues. So the next event's coming up, and I like to take very particular amount of time and be very, very... Uh, um, uh, specific about what Don is doing because I want you to support him. Uh, his advertising here on the show is gratis because you remember when the pandemic shut everything down for Don. He had no bowling alley to have open, so he couldn't make money there. He had no stand-up uh, to be done because everything is closed. So I said, to Michael, when you open up, I'm going to be your guy to market all of this shit, and you let me know when you don't need it free anymore. And this is the way it's always been for me. Handshake deals, handshake deals. This is how I want it. 
because I know they'll have my back when I need them. I know that they'll have my back when the pissed off person who hears my show and says, yeah, we need to cancel him. My sponsors will say, fuck you, because that's how I operate. So I want you to consider going to see some of Don's shows and they're everywhere. Look at this. Uh, the next um, set of shows starts Thursday, August 5th with this guy, Gary Owen. I have no idea who the fuck he is, but it doesn't matter. You go see a comedy show. You're going to love it. Back Alley Comedy Club, Muskegon on Thursday the 5th. Friday the 6th, Park Theater in Holland. And on this site, which I'll link up, you can just click on where it says Back Alley Comedy Club in the show notes. You can buy the tickets right there. Owen's going to be Thursday, Friday, uh, and then Saturdays at Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming for two shows. And even on Sunday, he goes over to Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids for two shows. Dr. Grinch doesn't have anything going on. They're fucking closed. A couple weeks after that, John Heffron and John Reap. Look at this schedule. Howard City Lanes. You can pack that house and eat the shitty fried food. Uh, Wednesday, Spectrum Lanes. Thursday, Park Theater. Friday, Rockford Lanes. Saturday, Muskegon. Oh, my God. Legend, John Heffron, along with John Reap as your feature. That will be awesome. Mitch Fatel comes a calling to start September. For Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Mitch Fatel. And then Eddie Griffin. He's going to be in town September 3rd and 4th. The same time, different locations than uh, Mitch Fatel. So you got plenty of big names coming to town. Ryan O'Flanagan is awesome. He is in uh, mid-September. Billy Wayne Davis, Craig Shoemaker, is very, very funny. That takes us into uh, Logan Gunselman, the end of uh, September. Tommy Davidson makes an appearance uh, at Billy's Lounge. Oh, my God. The legendary Michael Winslow. That's the guy who makes the funny fucking noises with his mouth. He's incredible. Friday and Saturday, Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon and then the Park Theater in Holland. Shane Smith is booked. Esther Koo is booked. Steve Hofstetter is booked. Don did all of this on his own. So pick a show, buy a ticket, and engage Big Dick Donnie for his comedy. He is hustling and grinding, and we must make him successful. Stevie says, are we done with the bitching about COVID now? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. You know what? Okay. I, and I let it go. It's okay if people bitch about COVID, Stevie. People can bitch about COVID. They have the right. If someone's going to give me the time to populate the live stream, by all means, let them do their thing. This is what it's here for. The last thing you want to do, Stevie, is be like Kenny and try to be the one to tell people what they need to talk about. Let it go. It's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. Leave him alone. I have a massive headache this morning. You can't deal with it. Well, then don't. Don't. Just ignore it. Just don't pay attention to it. What are you, a fucking simpleton? Let it go. You. I mean... 
I mean, and, and as for me, I mean, when I talk about it, at least it's, you know, awesome. You don't need to announce that you don't like something is my point. Who? I mean, I, I bitch about this all the time, Stevie. How often have I stopped down and said, yeah, I, you, you don't need to make this big, hey, I don't like what's happening. I don't, I don't need this right now. I'm have boo-hoo. I've got the blues. You got to stop doing stuff that I don't like. Eh? Oh, I see O'Neal all the time. Hey. Hi, O'Neal. Come on. You're tougher than that. You're Stevie. God, you ride around on a broom with no helmet on. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. Don't pick on Stevie. Come on. Kate, I pick on everybody. That's how it goes. If I am... Okay. It's me versus all of you. And I always win. Okay? You guys all think that you're smarter than me and we can just say whatever the fuck we want with uh, to Eric. Oh, yeah, to let him have it. Beat the shit. He's fat. He's got a big nose. This, that, and the other thing. And I'm, a, I'm supposed to roll with it, which I do because I'm awesome. So when I just, when I take your nose and rub it right in the shit, to take that mike writes this just finished the tuesday patreon honestly eric once karaoke starts i i skipped <laughs> to the end of you singing your singing isn't awful i thought but i would expect him to say your singing is awful but he says your singing isn't awful well i know that i it's pitch perfect it's awesome but your reaction and your excitement over your performance gets me every time i laugh my ass off with how thrilled you get well yeah you got to keep that uh, wonderment Thanks for all that you do, and I love all of your material. That is from Mike Packard. Well, I can't think of a better compliment, okay? Um, that is, If that isn't an endorsement over the Patreon, I don't know what is. Uh, I have figured out that if I do do karaoke on the Patreon, that all I get from YouTube is they don't, like... Uh, give me a strike they just say hey that's copywritten content so that means that uh you can't advertise on it or something like that it's like not a big deal now if you do it on facebook i mean on facebook you can say whatever the fuck you want and nothing happens to you but if you play copywritten material you're done they will just they'll just shut it down like if i started playing a karaoke track right now it would instantly mute the facebook live and that doesn't help me. So, I mean, I would love to be able to bless all of you with the greatest singing voice that has ever existed. I, uh, I, I, I breathed new life yesterday into a song that is very, very tired. Sweet Home Alabama. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me in any way if I heard from the remaining members of the band that are alive. And they said that we want to get back on the road with you singing lead because it was that excellent.
Uh, Chris says, uh, same. I skip to 30 seconds till it's done. Uh, best part is, is when he's so excited. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kate says, I don't call you names. I, I know that. I know that. Just relax, okay? Just know that I'm right and you're wrong all the time. Aram, who's turned into quite a troll about uh, me and my running and my uh, preparing for the uh, race uh, for the ages against Mike Ball, thinks I am not going to finish 13.1. Oh, I I absolutely am going to finish 13.1. I'm going to crush 13.1. Yesterday... I did not want to run. And uh, the old Eric Zincho podcast adage is, you won't always be motivated, Eric Zane. For the days that you aren't, you must be. Can anybody fill in the blank? You won't always be motivated, Eric Zane. For the days that you aren't motivated, you must be what? Thank you, Kenny. Look at that. Disciplined. Kenny crushes it. If only he would do the same. So, okay. Committed. That also works. I'm disciplined. Okay. Yesterday, I did not want to go out. I had a, a five mile recovery run. It was 86 degrees out here. It was humid as hell. My legs were dead. Shut up, Chris. No, not eating ice cream. Jackass. Uh, yeah, the recovery run is supposed to be just that. You take it easy, get the legs moving again after you uh, uh, kicked ass on the mile repeats from the day before. Today, it's half-mile repeats on the hot black track. Yes! And I'm increasing the uh, uh, number of repeats. I'm going from three to four. From here on out, they're constantly going up. So I'll be crushing that shit, man. Don't you worry about it. And I have no idea what Mike Ball is doing. Uh, I would like to think. I am hoping that he is getting fat and uh, eating like an asshole and not training. That's what I'm hoping for. So I am disciplined. Don't give me that shit, Aram. I'm hoping to see you. This is why I need to see when I visit Tennessee. So it'll be August 1. Kenny, Melinda, Jessica. Uh, I hope Connie shows up. I love Connie. You know, I tell you what. Connie was, uh, was awesome. Connie is a new listener of the Eric Sancho podcast. She didn't know anything about me. And she was in the car with Jessica and Melinda when they came up here. And they were listening to the show, all right? And Connie had never heard it before. And she was like, oh, my God, I love this. This is great. And she became, like, a huge fan. And so then she comes up. I have her into the house. We had a great time. We hit it off. I think she wanted to lick my asshole, but I told her, no, you can't. And then uh, we sent her on her way. And now she's, like, stalking me. So she'll probably be there, too. 
the psycho magician John Midgley, he needs to be there. Aram needs to be there. Kenny, of course. I think I said Kenny. Um, now, Melinda, last time I saw her, she had a husband. I think his name was Mario or something like that, or uh, Julio. It's something, uh, Juan, was it Juan? Jose, it's Jose, right? Mario. Well, anyway, um, since that time, she has totally denounced Dick. So she is uh, in, it, one of the biggest lesbians that has ever lesbian since. And she has a girlfriend now. Her name is Lynn, and Lynn loves me. So uh, the lesbians are going to be there. I love them so much. Uh, who else was there? Okay. Uh, Aaron, Thomas, Ethan, you guys, Casey, Christy, Ken, you guys, I don't know why I'm struggling. There was, God, there was more people there, but I think, I think you guys might've been, you, since then you're probably less active than the rest of the group because I don't remember. That was the place where Kenny gave me the, uh, yeah, that, well, I pitched in and got us the uh, acoustic guitar. Uh, Jess found a restaurant. Barbara Sa- uh, Salyer was there? I don't remember. And then uh, Sarah from Michigan is going to be there with her husband, Brad, and her son, Avery. Are you guys going? Are we going to caravan to that side, that portion of the state? Okay. We got to get Brad to loosen up. I'm a little concerned with him. All right. Okay. And then we're off to Jersey. We, I got to plan that. Son of a bitch. What am I doing? Uh, Blue State Rob wants to go scuba diving. And then uh, laser tag, um, rock climbing, jump out of airplanes, uh, hire Richard Branson to take us all to space, and uh, a couple other things, and then finish up the day with a meal. Go see all the fate, and then we're gonna go see. Uh, before that, we gotta go see where John Lennon was shot, and then uh, the then we're gonna finish with the meal. That's all in two hours' time. We're going to announce the asshole of the day in just a second. Send me your nominations. Thank you to Horizon Hydroponics. I gotta mention this. I'm promising them I would, and I haven't done it once. I think I did do it once. The Grow Throw 2021. If you play disc golf, Grow Throw 2021 is a great event. They want you to join them for the Grow Bash at Growers Outlet. For the Grow Bash, there's 20-plus vendors there. That means you get free shit. And 30% off the store. All right? Uh, so the Grow Throw is back, and it's been such a gigantic turnout for the um, hippie, uh, 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 disc golf type of uh, players on July 31st that they sold it out. 
It's a, uh, so that's good. Those folks are going to be doing the uh, disc golf tournament, the big fatty lunch. Come hungry or get hungry. Oh, my God. It's going to be so much pot smoked. Holy shit. The bash going on, though, at the Grower's Outlet is, uh, is, is absolutely awesome. Like I said, 30% off store-wide. They're also filling the place with industry vendors showcasing the latest and greatest grow gear from the top brands in the industry. Samples, swag, and freebies are the name of the game. Plus, the jams will be kicking, and the coolers are going to be packed with refreshing beverages to so get down there for sure. So there you go. Grower's Outlet, Byron Center, for the uh, annual grow throw grow bash all right there you go that is happening july 31 man sold out congrats to john and bridget from horizon hydroponics if you're not really into uh, doing the in-person shopping that's cool too horizon hydroponics you can get everything you want uh, online, you can, there's even a phone number right there on the page. You can just call them. Hey, what do I do with this shit? All right, okay, thanks. They'll give you the expertise. You order it, and then you they, they ship it to you. Orders two fifty and over, shipped anywhere in the USA, or you can order it and then pick it up. All right, at one of the four brick and mortar locations: Alpine and Grand Rapids, Growers Outlet, Byron Center, Lansing, or Kalamazoo. Um, so, and then there's a coupon code. When you buy it online, you use the coupon code Zane Show and save ten percent. I, I, why would you not do that? I mean, that's so much better than going there and paying full price. Buy it online. If you do want to go there, buy it online. Say, hey, I'm picking it up. Use the coupon code Zane Show. Save the 10%. Then just go pick it up. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. And then last but not least, Senor Martinez. Joe Martinez of A&E Heating and Cooling. As you know, with all of my sponsors, I, I, you can keep this podcast going by engaging them when you need them. So when you, buy, when you want to buy something to make your uh, weed grow exponentially, you go to Horizon Hydroponics. When you have an issue with your air conditioner, your furnace, and sometimes water heaters, you call on A&E Heating and Cooling. Call or text 616-516-8579 to speak with or get in the queue with Senor Martinez, the man who spent significant time teaching us forbidden Spanish. So if you ever reached out to him and he picked up the phone and said, A&E, heating and cooling, and you knew how to say this, Tu madre es una puta. Tu madre es una puta. Yes, you're saying that his mother's a whore. But he's going to know you're a listener of mine. That's code for, hey, I heard you on the Zane show. Tu madre es una puta. Tu madre es una puta. You say that, he's going to be like, yeah, fuck you. And I know you listen to Eric's show because that's his voice teaching me all this nasty shit. So if you ever walk around Tijuana and you go into a bar to see uh, three chicks screw a donkey and uh, somebody says, hey, you can't go in there. You just say, Pete la chingada, cabrón. With that, you're telling the guy to go fuck himself. Pete la chingada, cabrón. Or if you really want to amp it up, and he says, no, you can't go in to see the donkey show. You can just say, Lame mi palo con tu culo. Lame mi palo con cotulo. That means suck my dick with your butt. Lame mi 
palo con tu culo. There you go. Thank you to Joe Martinez for teaching us forbidden Spanish. You too can learn nasty shit from Senor Martinez. And he's an expert on repairing your AC or your furnace. If you get a new uh, AC or furnace, uh, he's going to install the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioning and furnace. That's the best there is. He's the best. Go ahead and get a couple other estimates from some of these stiffs in town, whatever. Doesn't matter. Make Joe number three, and then uh, he will beat any of those. All right. That's it. I'm done. Asshole of the day. Everyone who enjoys arguing over politics or COVID-19. Yeah, that's a little wordy. Asshole of the day, according to this stupid fuck, Joey Williamson, is puppet Fauci. God, you're so dumb. Jesus. Jonathan says, hell yeah, I'm baked now. Uh Uh-oh. Asshole of the day, me, Adam says. Fiance's cat still missing. Cat's going to come back. Food outside, water outside, cat box outside. Keep an eye out. Terry, who's also stupid, asshole of the day, Fauci. Do you have ears? Do you have a brain? What? Sarah says, don't worry, Eric. You and Avery will have to be designated drivers on the way back. Yes, Sarah, I want to see Brad lose his shit. I want to see him get rip-roaring drunk and be a chatterbox and and just be, I mean, because, I mean, how many times have we gotten together and no Brad? Asshole of the day, Rand Paul. Kenny's bringing his significant other, his girlfriend. All right. Patriot Nick says, asshole of the day. Fauci, he also is stupid. And you all think I'm stupid, but that's okay. Fauci's the shit. I don't know what the hell your problem is. Uh, Yesterday on the show... It was uh, fat people, and the asshole of the day is brought to you by uh, TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Love TC Paintball for obvious reasons. Love JM Synthetics for obvious reasons. I want everybody within the sound of my voice to remember JM Synthetics. Okay? I really need that to pop because, as you know, He spends money on the show, on the advertising. So if you don't go to like jmsynthetics.com and buy some oil from the guy, he's not going to give me any more money, which means, you know, I mean, if that keeps happening, I'm fucked. So we don't want that. Eric doesn't want a job where he has to go and like do shit. So we can do it for a friend. A loved one, a friend of yours who uh, does a lot of DIY shit. Give the gift of lubrication at jmsynthetics.com. You go there, you pick what you want, and then you reach out to him at this number, 616-747-0233. All right. 
and then you tell them, hey, I want this quart of this or this case of this or this bottle of this, whatever. And then it shows up on your door and then you send them the cash. Uh, Terry says, JM Synthetics, my Kia Sorento never ticked quieter. Wait a minute. You drive a Kia Sorento? The fuck? Ah, holy shit, man. So that's the asshole of the day. Today's asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? Dramatic. <laughs> Rand Paul, you asshole. Asshole of the day. Rand Paul. Fuck you. You asshole. Fuck that guy. Fauci rules. I love Fauci. He kicked his ass. Oh, that is awesome. Good choice for today. Uh, Almost as good of a choice as yesterday. Okay, there you go. Fuck you, Rand Paul. And I love all of you, even though some of you like Rand Paul. Yeah, you may be stupid, but I love you. Thanks, folks. I appreciate you. Talk to you on the Patreon a little while. It might be a little, might be a little late. I've been going really long on the free podcast. But, you know, whatever. Six of one half dozen the other. Uh, Dean says, wrong again, Eric. Well, yeah, I would expect nothing more from a man whose head looks like a fucking Nerf football. Holy shit. Thanks again, folks. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye.